Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. The KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 through the fan. There's a lot going on out here at Texas Roadshow in Mansfield, 1836 Cannon Drive. I want to show you a couple of things that Tolos have brought by if you're in the Twitch with us or on the fan cam. This Allen and Ginter autograph Fernando Tatis Jr. 9.5 Gem Mint BGS autographed number to 10. Now, obviously, if he made some better decisions, that would help our Tolos out in terms of making money. And then yeah, for real. the card that I wonder. Dude, this is amazing. If it will get Mike Bassick to come to, well, I need to stop pausing to at, at weird up. ways show to up. show up mm-hmm. at Texas Roadshow. This is the pauses that get me. Is It is a pristine 10 from Beckett graded Luka Doncic. 2019 Father's Day, numbered 25 out of 25. Let me get my eyes on that real quick. I'll show now, it up on the, on, Corey, the, on the Twitch as well. Corey's going to show it off, but he is teetering with fandom I also. I right now. Is he picked a box for somebody. They gave him options of box one, two, or three. <laughs> the He's most so, random thing. <laughs> yeah, box one, two, or three. Just text in. What would you have chosen? One, two, or three. Based on no other context, I just want to know the direction because <laughs> their fandom might be weighing in the balance what, if it goes poorly here. What really threw me off, though, was whenever I said whatever. It was a random number. I just picked a number, and you went, oh. And I was like, that's not fair. Yeah. That's not fair. Hey. You can just be like, hey, whatever number you picked, it's the wrong one. Because if it doesn't work out, then these people might be stuck listening to reruns for the next two months or however long it is. So we want to make sure that we avoid all of that. Now, in case you've missed some of the other big football news of the day, there's a movings and a shakings happening with this Cowboys and Titans game. First off, Malik Willis will not start for the Titans at quarterback. Instead, it will be Josh Dobbs getting his first ever NFL start. But probably pertinent for a lot of Cowboys fans or fantasy football players is Tony Pollard also inactive for this game. Yeah. So, which Kevin point spreads up to thirteen and a half now. Even with Tony Pollard inactive, huh? Yeah, I think. How much do you think he moves this? One and a half would be one to one and a half would be my guess, just based on the breakdown we had previously done about non. Offense, uh, non-quarterback offensive players. Okay, uh, and then uh, on top of that, Kevin, I mean, I, I think you're going to miss Tony. I think Malik Davis n- understands this offense very well. Uh, with the opponent treating it the way they're treating it tonight, the Cowboys can, you know, give Tony Pollard the much-needed rest to his legs. Right. Uh, and, you know, Ezekiel Elliott, he's he's – had a couple games off this season. He's he's ready to go. I don't think you're going to see a whole ton of Ezekiel Elliott tonight either, though. Well, Corey, I might have more pressing terrible news for you. The first ones I saw in the fan text, I picked box number one because if you ain't first, you're last. From the 214, box number one. From the 682, box number three. From the 214, box number three. You, however, you chose box number two. I've only seen one vote so far for box number two. Well, it's I mean, too late to, to do wait. anything like about open. it. I think he's opening the cards okay. right now. So we'll just All right. wait. You... If we hear a big, a big kaboom over there, yeah. then we'll know that it was it went well. Wait, what if you nothing, hear a son of a bee yeah, and then, slamming something on the card Then you're doing bar. a solo show for the next two I hours. I don't think well. that the boxes should go kaboom. I don't think that's a good thing. Yeah, it is a great thing. I hear what you're saying in terms of dynamite, but in terms of the card, if you get a kaboom out of your box, you're stoked. I did, uh, Kevin. I did, by the way, I took Tony Pollard off. I had to do a whole new sheet. 
You uh, did because you know me. If there, if you give a sheet, I don't. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't scratch things off. I have to do a whole new sheet. So I moved safety uh, up into the Tony Pollard plus twenty yard touchdown corner. So I'm still missing one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, plus five. Does Davis make his way? Malik Davis. I think we can add a Malik Davis touchdown to that. So okay. we still have some more work to do. Okay. Uh, to do it there. So eight seven seven eight eight one one zero five three. By the way, six eight two four six nine eight one seven. Box three. Box three. Box three. I'm surprised that we've gone in this one particular direction. Why? If you have any suggestions, because three is more than one and two. I mean, that and one is the loneliest number. The Cowboys are currently. The number two team in the division. I think that's why I went with that. Okay. All right. All right. So. And Luca is the number two player ever behind Michael Jordan. Wow. We've already. Okay. I like it. Did you not see what he did the other I night? know I did. I did. Is Do you appreciate Dak a little more knowing where this franchise is right now and then also considering the Raiders situation. Okay, and th- like, listen, you know how I am about Derek Carr. I put him as the Mendoza line for right. quarterbacks, and right. people lost their minds about that. And I know there are some Raiders fans out there that probably don't want to hear me talk about this right now. Man. Your team imploded. And I remember when they started off terribly, they were like, no, nah, you just watch. Yeah, and be fine. before the season, you were like, Deva- they were like, Devontae Adams and Derek Carr are going to be great. Devontae Adams caught like half of his passes from Derek Carr this year. Which but is he's the lowest still mad. Yeah, it's so low. Uh, since he left Aaron Rodgers, but I get that. But in, to be honest, I think Derek Carr has had like a sub-20 defense every year of his career. It's okay. been, it hasn't been great. He's had, some, he's had coaching change after coaching change. He has not been dealt the best hand. There is, there's no guarantee he's going to go anywhere else and be great, right? Like there's, there's, no, there's no fact that he's just going to no. get up, leave, and everything's going to be great. So I, I can do. We, can we ahead. stop on that for just one second? Because I think you bring up a really intriguing point. Because some of the national NFL insiders have been like, oh, this is great for Derek Carr. Because if they trade him, he's got a no trade clause. He can pick where he wants to go. And if they cut him, then he can get a new contract and get all this guaranteed money. And I was like, is he? Like, I know he'll get more guaranteed money. I understand it from that perspective than he would have otherwise. But, like. Is everyone going to reflect on this and be like, man, Derek Carr is great. You guys just didn't understand. I, I, do you think that there's – I mean, I, I know that there is a team – and Derek Carr did – he, what, stopped practicing and has agreed to step away from the team? Yeah, although it that's sounds like that's – No, no, it's not. It's, they said it sounds like a mutual decision because he doesn't want to be a distraction. Yeah, but, it, okay, distraction, but also what happens if he gets injured while practicing with the team? Oh, yeah. Then, oh, okay. then they are tied okay. to his contract still. Now, by so, the way, good news for you. From the 361, this is not the good news. Who the hell picks box number two? And from the 682, I'll change the box number two. We live or die together, guys. I appreciate That's that. the spirit we'll right there. We'll see how it goes. But, like, <clears throat> the – the Colts for the last three years have been desperately trying to find a quarterback. Is that your? And it hasn't worked out for them. I could totally. I could. I think the Jets actually are a better a better prospect there. Oh. But the you know they've been trying to figure that out for a long time, and there's no guarantee that you have the quarterback whisper or that you the sure. guy is the right guy to walk into yeah. a room and say follow me. Look at Russell Wilson this year. He couldn't. That team's not following him, even though he's doing similar things that he was doing in Seattle. They're not like, hey, I'm on board with you right now. So there's no guarantee of that. And that's why when I look at the Dak situation, we can gripe about some of these games. You can gripe about a lot of the things that Dak, Dak Prescott threw another interception. Everybody lost their minds. And then he goes 24 for 24 the rest of the way against zone coverage, and nobody wants to give him any credit for that stuff. Sure. But you have stability at the quarterback position for however long you want it right now. Uh, and with the Cowboys organization as a whole, we watched their franchise trying to find a quarterback for years until they found Tony Romo. And it was terrifying to consider the prospect of what do you do after Tony Romo? Sure. And they had a fourth sure. round, conditional fourth round pick that they were just like, maybe this guy can start. He turns out to be really, really, really good. And so I am wondering if a lot of people out there give credit or, or, or are thankful that they have Dak, understanding that you could be the Raiders. The Raiders are 
a they are in an abyss right now. They are wandering in the land of nowhere, okay. trying to figure out how to recreate this this team. To your point about that, because I want to circle back to your broader point about the Cowboys and if people appreciate Dak, because I think that is a tremendous idea or a tremendous point. Is if it ain't Derek Carr. Who do you think will be the quarterback for the Raiders next year as they try to figure it out? I have betting odds that I think are fascinating. Is Steve DeBerg. No, yeah. it's not Steve DeBerg. Get him some Steve DeBerg, yo. I mean, because he's retired, and you can't book him for our show. You don't know that. I do can't know that. or won't. <laughs> yeah. You know what? A lot of times, Reggie, with you, I just lump those two things in together. Um, it is number one on the list. Tom Brady. Which which makes a lot of sense. It was very close to happening years ago uh, before he joined with Tampa Bay. He was very close to signing with them. Um, and he did work with Josh McDaniels. I don't know that he always loved Josh McDaniels. Nobody I also does. don't know if it's guaranteed that Josh McDaniels will be back as the head coach. Because wouldn't, like, Sean Payton just love to be in a Las Vegas area? Like, wouldn't that be – and, and we saw the rumor that he and Tom Brady could link back up in New Orleans. Which, so if that's the case, why wouldn't they just go to, to to Las Vegas instead? Which makes me wonder how much football Sean Payton has actually watched this year. <laughs> but, all right, second on the list, check this out. And this is where it starts to take a hard turn. Second on the list is Jimmy Garoppolo. All right, so to your point about the Raiders are in the abyss. So you're going Brady or Garoppolo. The next three on the list are all rookies. So it goes Anthony Richardson from Florida and then C.J. Stroud and Will Levis, which we've talked a lot about this year. So of the top five quarterbacks, two take you in one very distinct direction. Three take you in a very likely other direction. So that's, I think, the instability or uncertainty that you're talking about. My big broad do you state. Have, do you have stability with Dak? Do you feel that? I think you do. Dak was, is, and always has been better than Derek Carr. That's a fact, all right? And, like, people can I come. I will not disagree with good. you. Good. And if people want to come at me all they want, you look at the win-loss record, Dax is better. You look at the completion percentage, Dax is better. You look at the turnover to inter interception ratio, Dax is better. You look at old-school quarterback rating, Dax is better. You look at new-school QBR, Dax is better. Like, every metric just about that you can find. Oh, yeah, yards per attempt, which is a big barometer for quarterback success. Dak is better, all right? Dak is better than Derek Carr, all right? Was, is, will continue to be. I know that doesn't make him perfect, and I know that's where the agitation comes. They're like, well, yeah, but what about that pick six in Philly? Sure, I saw it too. I get it. And there are mistakes that come along with him sometimes that are frustrating, but he's better than Derek Carr. And if you don't think that, I just fundamentally disagree with you. Yeah, and, and so that's kind of like the whole – I did add the other part, maybe this is a different conversation, the stability that the Cowboys are like experiencing right now. Because the Raiders, it isn't just the quarterback position. They have, they're in like chaos all over the place, man. You saw their coach had to, had to move on years ago. Yeah. The new coach they hired isn't very good. The owner's pretty poor at doing most things. Yes, so most where, things. So where do you credit the Cowboys' stability? And I'm going to say the last two years. Uh, because, Kevin, this is back-to-back double-digit win seasons, back-to-back -back playoff appearances. It hasn't been this way for a very long time. This is as stable uh, as the Cowboys have been in decades. So, like, I'm, I'm trying to figure – I think I'm going to credit Mike McCarthy uh, for walking in, understanding how to, how to run a franchise, not the business side of it, but a football team – and saying, here's what I want to accomplish. And then I guess the, the next ranking goes to Steven and Jerry for allowing that like and giving him the reins, giving him what he needs, the tools he needs, add it, keeping Dan Quinn around so they could have continuity. And then I'll add Dak Prescott as the third because not having a quarterback is very important. Man, is I, huge. <laughs> I kind of wish this was the expressway now. Yeah. Because I think there's a lot more We to can roll it over. We can yeah. roll that over. And because the thing I want to say is you were talking about the stability. I think people have different definitions of that. What you have to know is, and this is going to be agitating for people, you have to deal with, like, your current stability for the Dallas Cowboys, right? You can't go back and say, well, they were in 15 of the first 30 NFC Championship games. Right. Like, I get that, and you're 100% right about that. Does it piss me off? 
that this is the spot we're in now? Yes, yes it does. But when Corey's talking about stability, how long has it been since you made the playoffs in back-to-back -back seasons? 15 years. Mm -hmm. You don't have to like it. You could think that Jerry Jones is a this or a that. I'm just telling you, deal with the reality that is in front of you. It's been 15 years. How long has it been since the Cowboys won back-to-back -back seasons where they had double-digit wins? Since, since 96. Exactly. It has been Ugh. 26 Yuck. years since that happened. So if you're looking for points of stability and your only point of stability is making the NFC Championship game, I get it. Because if they lose to the NFC South team in the wild card, I'll be furious. If they lose in a lopsided fashion to Philly or San Francisco, depending on how things play out in the second round, I'll probably be really furious as well. But the new reality you deal with in the Cowboys is this is as stable as they've been for a while. I just know the issue is some people think the new reality of the Cowboys sucks and has sucked for a long time. Well, that's a different conversation. Because I got a whole bunch of other stuff we need to figure out how to fix there. And I will add, Kevin, like I'm looking at McCarthy's history with Green Bay, and I know we had Aaron Rodgers. Listen, that, that's that's a huge factor to it. But you had more double-digit win seasons and playoff appearances than you did not have them. And that's where the Cowboys, it's like you got to be close to the playoffs to be close to the Super Bowl. And most years they're not even close. They're, they're saying, oh, man, eight wins, is that enough to get us in? Right now, with Mike, so that's where I give Mike McCarthy the credit for the entire organization. He had a lot to do with understanding where these guys go. Do, does he have flubs? Does that do? Does every single one of these guys have errors? Sure. Yes. The quarterback throws interceptions. Got to fix that. The co coach sometimes has some mental mistakes when it comes to the clock, and maybe a challenge here or there. Name a perfect team other than the '72 Dolphins. God, and even that. So we so we'll hopefully the Cowboys will be able to overcome those things. Do you have faith in it? A lot of fans don't because of the last twenty-seven years of mediocrity. From the eight one seven, whoever thinks Derek Carr is better than Dak, I wouldn't even trust them to pick out a loaf of bread. Phenomenal. <laughs> Let alone a box of cards. Yeah. Oh, that is a great <laughs> that is a great point. You know what? Coming up next, we might get some feedback <laughs> on how the selection of box number two went. We'll jump into the expressway with some Cowboys win because Cowboys lose because, but also, and maybe most importantly, how far away are the Rangers from being a playoff contender and where do you rank that pitching staff? We will do all of it at the Texas Roadshow Card Shop in Mansfield on 105.3 The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. ANC Master here on 105.3 The Fan, live from the Texas Roadshow Card Shop in Mansfield. Where what's really started to transpire here? It was too much pressure. Oh, yeah. I guess I should also tell you that Josh Dobbs is starting at quarterback tonight. For the Tony Titan, Pollard's out. For the, Titan, for the Titans, and Tony Pollard is out. But what's really happening out here is Corey is selecting boxes for people. Another mm -hmm. one came up, and I think he chose questionably yet again. What do you mean? You, it was option. It was box 40 or box 83. You went to the right. I thought you should have gone to the left. I was told box number two, it was fine. 
So you did fine on the first one. Not great, not bad. You did fine. Okay. So we'll see how this one turns out because you could change your perspective. If this is a great one, then you're doing well. Your options are great and fine. <laughs> All right? But if you do poorly, then again, your options are poorly you and know, fine if you pick it out. Do you know why I went with <laughs> Do you know why I went with number 83, box number 83 over box 40? I do not. If it had been box 41, then I clearly yeah. would have chosen yeah, it for yeah, dirt. Yeah, yeah. Instead, it was uh, box number 83, right. which was Kelvin Martin's number, which I don't know if you listened to sure. Jerry recently, but he said T.Y. Hilton, according to Michael Irvin, reminds him of Kelvin Martin, sure. one of the most cerebral players he's ever seen play the game. So I went with Kelvin Martin, who wore number 83. I still don't know how that turned out. Oh, I thought you were going to say you were picking it for Wes Welker. <laughs> why, would I, why would I do that, Reggie? I don't know. He also wore 83. For the Cowboys? No. I don't even know what numbers people wear for teams outside of the Cowboys. That is a great. Like, point. why would you want to know? Oh, you just wouldn't care at all. Yeah. I okay. Mean, to be I what, able to identify them on the football field, I know what their body looks what like. Am I a what yeah. is <laughs> what? That is a bold stamp. So Corey will learn the body types <laughs> of all of the NFL players, but the numbers themselves, eh, either way, I'm out. All right, so. The question that we pose here as we jump into the expressway, mm. how far away are the Rangers from being a playoff contender and where do you rank their pitching staff? Yeah, no, I, I started thinking about this a lot yesterday because as we were leaving, Zach Wolchuk proclaimed the best pitching staff in Major League Baseball. Whoa. And I was like, what? And But, you know, Reggie and I talked with Jared yesterday and that conversation of – are there are there four guys that could be your number two pitcher behind Degrom? Absolutely, they're like they're maybe not Haney. He has a lot to show yeah. and prove. But Martin but, Perez was your number one last year. And then His, Gray and Evaldi. And he said, you know, Gray had some some injury problems last year. This is my concern, I guess, is you have three pitchers that have some injury problems. Yeah. But he said, you know, Gray did have some injury problems last year, um, but he when he does pitch, he pitch he's very good. Uh, he, he's a very good pitcher when he is consistently pitching. Sure. So, like, that's a positive for you. Um, when you look at uh, Evaldi, like, you're feeling pretty comfortable that that guy can be your number two. And I don't know how the rotation's going to look, Kevin. That's Although fascinating because I, I, I do not know if I feel that way. I have Here's how I have it right now. I have DeGrom, Evaldi, Perez, Gray, then I have Heaney. And the reason is, I'm, I'm, once I get past what I think is the two best pitchers in Ivaldi and, and DeGrom, I'm going lefty-righty beyond that because okay. I don't want to start too many right. And Mike can, Mike could come in and say, well, actually, the Rangers are going to go. How'd he go? Oh, my oh, God. Second I in the doing, middle right I'm there. Doing very mediocre. Corey Majors, the picker of middling things for your boxes. <laughs> so here's the or other middling, idea. as he would say. No, middling, middling. Have Corey pick the box, but then take the other one. Yeah. I don't know if that <laughs> is a, good, a good strategy or not. All right, all right. I get that. Like, I don't think that's outrageous or anything like that, but I think Yavaldi is – he's Martin Perez, right? Like, I know some people will argue the highs for him are higher than the highs for Martin Perez. I think if you look across the board, they're kind of like – career statistics and stuff i don't think they're like shockingly far off and for everyone who wants to say this last year was a career year for martin perez i would be like well wouldn't you argue the same thing for Ivaldi the year before and so by the uh, way it is Ivaldi is what i've been yelled at so okay he's uh, right Reg reggie and jared uh, made made sure that i knew that yesterday okay i want to make sure we're on the same am i not page. saying it like that um at one point uh -huh. it sounded like you say Ivaldi. So, oh no, Ebaldi. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, the, the I'll work on that. with with uh, with Martin Perez. What's his big game experience? Because I think that's this, a difference. Yeah. Because I think when you start talking about the other part of the conversation, do you think the pitching that they added this year puts them in contention? Yes. As a playoff contender, I do too. Can I ask you a question about that though? Is playoff contention? 
And this is this is for you too, Reggie. This is for the Tolos and the Twolos. Is playoff contention good enough? Yes. Or do you have to make the playoffs? All right. Here's, I'm like legit if wanting I'm, to know. If I am the Rangers ownership right now, okay. I saw that last year was still a struggle. But I know what my problem was last year. I couldn't keep my team in a game. I could score runs. I could be a good offense. In the offense, I think we were fifth in runs last year in the AL. Uh, they were a middle-of-the-pack offense last year. And, but they produced enough runs to be in games, and okay. they were close in games a lot of times. Now, somebody might walk in and say, hey, uh, the, the relief pitching was so miserable that they lost those games. That's fine. If your starters are able to go one extra inning, then it gives you an opportunity to what? Then not have to use an oh, extra pitcher. I think pitcher, that's huge. Which yeah. then helps replenish and keep the, the bullpen fresh. That's the hope. Hopefully they are not in a situation where they're blowing games late because their bullpen is depleted. So, yeah, Kevin, I think you could probably, based on what I'm looking at, I would think you could probably add about 10 wins to this team this year. I think that's a, like, that's a good jump. And if I'm owner, I'm saying that's competitive compared to what we, what we were walking away from at the end of two years ago. Will so it is, but I still need to add one more, I think, one more element to this team and that is a very good bat. Will the fan base hold your same opinion? Because my immediate thought is, in contention, I, I get it. Until, it until mid-July. Ooh, see, I think they need to be in contention until, like, September. No, no, I think the fan base will hold this opinion until mid-July. Oh, okay. Depending okay. on where they are oh, okay. at mid-July. Gotcha, gotcha. Is... I think 500 is achievable. Now, depending on the year, I know it can ebb and flow a little bit, is that will put you in playoff contention till a certain point, but it won't get you into the playoffs. And so that's why I'm curious, because the very first response I saw from the 6A2 was make the playoffs. And from the 469, I told you all last week, almost to the minute that the Rangers were going to make the playoffs. And so it's just like last year. The expectations, I, I think we both thought, were unreasonable that the Rangers would jump from 60 wins to being 500. Mm -hmm. And so now I wonder if the expectation is will you jump from 68, 69 wins to being a playoff nice. team. That also, nice. <laughs> that also feels like a really big jump. I think 500 is certainly achievable, maybe a little bit beyond that. I just don't know if I'm thinking playoff back. How much war did you add this offseason, Kevin? That's what I'm trying to figure out. How much pitching war? And also, what is you, it good for? Did you actually add? And very good question. I mean, it could be absolutely nothing if the injuries hit him again. I hate both of y'all. You should love that. <laughs> you should embrace all of that. Is It just depends, right? Because if Ivaldi and DeGrom play, what, even like 80% of the season, well, you would think you're feeling pretty damn stoked about that. In that case, they added a lot. If DeGrom gets hit with, unfortunately, the whole reason you were able to get him, what he's been hit with, more and more frequently, then you might see like you didn't add as much as because if you took Degrom out of the out of the equation, do you feel like the Rangers added more than they did last year? I don't. Okay, let me ask you. Let me add add this to it then. What about the lineup? Do you think Marcus Simeon will start and Corey Seager will start as slow as they did last year? Probably not. Do so you, that's fair. Do you think Nathaniel Lowe will hit 300 again this year? And I think you can make the same argument about Adolis Garcia. It's like I, I'm more confident in Adolis. You think he's more found his consistent I think base? He I like might that. be in that place okay. where he's like, okay, okay. now I'm, a, I'm playing more often. I'm feeling pretty comfortable. I still have questions about center field. And, sure. you know, what Leody is going to be, and who, or maybe it's Bubba. I don't know who the guy is. And then there's a huge question mark in left field. What, and what does Josh Young bring to the table? And, like, I just think a lot of this does pivot off of Jacob DeGrom. I'm not saying the whole season. I'm just saying what you think they added is if they added Heaney, Ivaldi, you're like, okay, rock on. Like, I'm glad we got some guys. But it doesn't feel like the same splash as the year before with Simeon and Seeger. It's right. the pickup of Jacob DeGrom that makes this feel like a whole different level. And that could turn out to be a genius pickup where you're just like, he's healthy and he still kicks ass like always. But if he gets hurt, then you didn't reinforce the team as much as maybe we were hoping. Lay out the playoffs for me real quick. Okay. You're in the you're the the lowest seed in the playoffs. What's that who who you're playing how is that a three game series? Yes. Or is it, okay. They made the shift. You feel pretty good with three pitchers? 
Yeah. I mean, I feel like you could roll out DeGrom, Ivaldi, and Perez, and I'm pretty happy. Yeah. I mean, or Gray. I don't even care. It depends on who's hottest at the time. Especially compared with where you were, right? I think that's like the biggest thing for a lot of people. Because for everyone who trots that out, I know you can find your juggernaut lineups where the one two punch will be some horrifying combination that you couldn't imagine. But you mean like Max Scherzer and, uh, and, uh, uh, New York Mets, who's who the, they got him from the Astros? You can do it. Verlander. Verlander. Yes, like that is that's, <laughs> that's horrifying. That's tough. But that's the outlier, right? Like the for most part, that's an actual playoff rotation. Versus how many years in the past, if the Rangers would have made the playoffs, you're like, all right, what are we doing here? Like you can say if you tell me you're going Degrom, Ivaldi, Perez, you want to flip those, depending on how the season plays out. You know, if somebody else comes to the forefront, maybe Gray looks lights out and doesn't get hurt or anything like that. I think you would feel good about your playoff rotation. Also, if John Gray is pitching game four for you, I, I think people would be pretty okay with that. Yeah, I mean, I are, in that instance, are you not starting three starters who likely have a sub four ERA? I think you are. I will say I'm hopeful you are. I, I think it's definitely possible is... Evaldi, since the uh, most of the last few seasons, I know I think it's 19, is kind of a aberration. But Martin Perez looked phenomenal, even when he like did not keep up his Cy Young pace. He still had a hell of a year. Obviously, the expectations for Jacob Degrom are going to be sub three, and I do think you have the potential for four sub four starters. And great, sign me up for that. If and we have four pretty much full time sub four starters, great. This team's going to be really good. Do you have the faith in the medical staff that Derek Holland has? That, that he said that was a strong point sure. for pitchers that maybe had injuries or even for ownership to spend is. We will keep these guys out there for more than typical because we have a good staff. I don't want to sound like I'm giving up on your question. The best way I can answer it is I think so because sometimes I never know are injuries a byproduct of your medical staff is not doing a good job. Is it a byproduct of the playing service? Is it a product of that person's arm was jacked up to begin with? Yeah. It doesn't matter if you had the greatest wizard doctor in the world that wasn't going to fix it. Is so, I mean, if, if people who have experience with that staff have faith in them, then it makes sense that I will as well. So, looking at the division still, you still have the Astros. Like, they're sure. the predicted number one team in not only this division, but I'm betting still. In baseball, yeah. Uh, in baseball and the American League Mariners. and all those things. You still have the Mariners to deal yeah. with. The Angels, meh. Like, they could start hot, but they fall apart. I remain yeah. meh on the Angels. The Angels have morphed into – what I said the Mariners were for the longest time. I was like, yeah, let me know when they do something that matters. Yeah. And the Angels have the two, maybe the two best players in baseball. What else are we doing? The, and then you got the A's, and they're kind of a weird, they're a weird team too. Here, let me add, ask this now. The A's have given up. I like They're just like, get me the F out of here. I'm okay with the A's. You have a, is it a two-year, it's a one-year with two club options? Am I wrong with the, with Evaldi? I think. Maybe. I'm not 100% going to go two back years. and check. All right, Kevin. You went out and spent all this money. Right. To have to ensure that you got Corey Seager and, and Simeon for like 10 years. Sure. <laughs> then you yeah. went and got DeGrom for five years. Yep. With a lot of money. Yep. You still have money in the bank. Do we? You still you may not have to trade and also pay this guy. What do you mean, do we? Don't you balance your checkbook? Come yeah, on. Yeah, dude. Come on, man. Well, I mean, I don't I don't have I don't have access natural to natural gas their money is just running out real quick, Kevin. Come on. <laughs> okay. The government won't let that happen. Um What are you doing right now? <laughs> I got lots of I have lots of thoughts <laughs> about that, but they feel like off air thoughts. The uh isn't there a free agent that can pitch? You're going and Shohei Otani on me? Is that what we're doing? Coming available next okay, year that look, you don't have to look, trade for this Corey, year. All he wants is a contender, and you have built a contender look, now. If the direction that you're leading me to is we have enough in the checkbook to pick up Otani, and now you start breaking down a 2024 rotation that is Otani, DeGrom, Evaldi, Perez, Gray, not to mention what else. Oh, no, you you're going to have to trade one of those guys this season and get another bat. Okay, that's fine. I'm fine with that. Not to mention, or do you go the route of Heaney, Odorizzi? Like, do you try to 
parlay those into something and you can plunk him in the middle of the lineup, sure, Corey. If we can make that, then I will let my mind run wild. I'll be like, F the Astros. I want your window to be done now. You know what? Here's what's funny about this. The way you went about it just now sounded very condescending. Oh, there's no way the Rangers are ever going to go after and land Shohei Otani. Yet here we are, Kevin, after signing Jacob DeGrom. Eugene DeGrom. I'm Is not sure if his middle name is Eugene. I mean, it's the year of Eugene, so yeah, I'm, I'm with it. Yeah, it is the year it. of Eugene's. We have Jacob DeGrom. That is the only reason, I'm dead serious, the only reason that now whenever we hear a whisper about a potential free agent and the Rangers is that Chris Young said, I'm doing it. I am going to do it. Ray Davis gave me the money to go do it. I'm going to get the best player out there available, and I'm putting him on this team because I don't want to get my ass kicked anymore. And so that's the only reason that whenever I start hearing buzz, I'm not even worried about trade deadline with Otani, okay? okay. Let somebody else trade for him. They're not going to sign him to the long-term deal. They're just going to try and trade for him and then be like, hey, look, maybe you could. And then he's going to be like, that's great. Thanks a lot. I'm going to go to a contender now. That's what's going to happen. I want. I'm. I think the Rangers and Chris Young and Ray Davis are committed to saying we are going to get the best, and we there's no way we're going to lose it because we're going to go out there and bid on it. And I don't think that they're not. They're going to hold back whenever they whenever Otani becomes a free agent. And I'm just. I know we've brought this up before. I'm just really curious. Would you have any interest in somebody that three of their last five seasons have been sub three ERA, and they want to Cy Young, and they'll cost you very little? Only on a one-year deal. Okay. He did say at one point he would only take one-year deals. I bet you're talking about Trevor, Trevor Bauer. Bauer. I just his name comes up every single time, and I already see it from the six eight two, from the four six nine. Go get Trevor Bauer, and so I like I don't want to be disingenuous. Me personally, that might not be my choice, mm-hmm. but. If Rangers fans are asking, I am just curious, like, how the rest of the folks feel about it. I, I think there will be a lot of, hmm, do you need that? Do you need to bring that attention, that kind of dis- potential distraction sure. to the conversation? Uh, so, like, that's where I kind of sit on it is, okay. do I even want to deal with that in the clubhouse? A clubhouse that I'm still trying to get to meld. Like, they're not completely there yet. Yeah. And now you're adding a bunch of components that don't really know each other. People don't like him. So, yeah. so that's kind of where I would be with that. By the way, DeGrom's middle name is Anthony. So, I was very close with Eugene. Yeah, I really did steal right? Eugene from Reginald. How were you close on that? They're both. They both start with vowels. Mm-hmm. It's true. <laughs> well, you can't deny, as Reggie might say, "Got him." Mm-hmm. Is from the two and four. Is there a station where I can hear Kevin's government takes? All right, <laughs> it's called remotes and fan hangs. All right, if you ever want to know what I think about things, mm-hmm. I trust me. I have a lot of thoughts. Your thoughts on offshore drilling. I have thoughts about that okay. as well. Is I will be glad to share them with you. This is just not the forum for them because that's not what people sign up for. If I, forum, forum. If, if I did. <laughs> forearm, forum, forum. Is if this was Kevin's political <laughs> podcast and you're like, I can't believe you said that. I'm like, come on. Like, what did you think was going to happen? Mm-hmm. But you came to this podcast yeah, knowing what yeah, you were going to get. That's, that's, that's not what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, come on out to Texas Roadshow. I'll tell you exactly what I think if you have questions about politics or if you want to talk about movies or anything okay, else. Okay, speaking of movies, I don't, know, I don't know if you're a fan of the National Treasure movies. However, I have been watching the series. Okay. Right? And I am, I am liking it. But Riley Poole uh, is one of the characters from the movie who is also in the series. Okay. He has a podcast about treasure hunting and everything. He figures something else and he says, and I know that because I have a podcast. And I think everybody that has a podcast knows something. Yeah. That's, look, if you think I'm condescending, the last thing you need in the world is a podcaster condescending to you, good <laughs> lord, is, I okay, is the show good then because my son loves the two National Treasures movies. I like they're not my favorite, but I think they're very good for what they are. Yeah, you, know? you get a MacGuffin, right? Yes. And then you chase the MacGuffin and actually it gets a payoff of you find out what yes. it is. I think it is a new generation, slightly dumbed down version of Indiana Jones. And I don't think there's anything I'm wrong fine with, that. with that. I'm curious if I'm the entertained. show is good. Though. I'm entertained okay. by the movies and I have been entertained by this new addition of characters and the fact that they've been kind of weaving in the other characters, the older characters as well. Uh, some of the storylines are crossing paths. I don't know how far they're going to take it, 
I don't know if they're going to like go into another season with it, but you have this like younger new generation of people with all these different stories that are kind of coming together. And Catherine Zeta-Jones, she's in it too. So she was in Wednesday, hit, and now she's in this. And that has been a big hit. Is is there any way you could get like Nick Cage to show back up in the series finale to launch National Treasure 3, the motion picture? It's interesting. In this last episode, Riley Poole's character, I don't know his real name, but he, he does mention that there's, and this has been in the trailers a lot, there's 47 reasons to pay attention to him and Ben's big project, and Ben is the Nicolas Cage's uh, character. Sure. He, and he says, so there's lots of reasons to pay attention to it. It sounds like they're kind of getting prepared to launch a new, I don't know, I could be wrong about that, but uh, you have heard texts and phone calls from Nick Cage. Uh, so that's kind of okay. fun, too. So like I said, they're implementing a lot of the series together. The world, Reggie, we talk about world building and books and movies mm-hmm. and stuff. They're, mm-hmm. I think they're doing a good job of world building oh, here. As long as you understand what people... In the actual world. Okay, and I'm glad they have some carryover characters because that's what the people are here for. Like, I'm not telling you yes. that Cobra Kai is going to win any awards or anything like that, but I love that show, and they know just the right amount of... They're like, I brought you here with nostalgia. Let me see if I can get you to care about the new characters. It's like the Mighty Ducks. Even though, like the offs, uh, the, the characters that were just one-offs, you're like really excited about oh seeing them pop into. Yeah, what well, I was dying for Mike Barnes to show up <laughs> for sure is, and that's the fundamental mistake. And I didn't watch season two, or I haven't watched it yet, of Game Changer, the Mighty Ducks show is. You lost the nostalgia factor, and now that could have been Emilio Estevez being like, I got other stuff to do, to which point I would double down as a Disney executive and be like, do you? <laughs> is, is Here's a bag of money that yeah, says you don't. You just bring him in. Now that Goldberg's cleaned up his life, bring him in every now and again. and like you just Bill Goldberg? The, not, not Bill Goldberg. Goldberg the goalie. You just trot them out occasionally, and that's what the people are here for. And so that's why I was curious how much of – National treasure I mean, a, like leaned on that. Look what Star Wars did, right? As soon as you saw Mark Hamill pop back on screen, you lost your mind, did, right? Did you know that the first person that they hired got fired from writing those? Because they were like, hey, let's focus on all new characters. And luckily, somebody, I don't know about the rest of the execution, but somebody stepped up and was like, hey, that's a terrible idea. Yeah. You need to bring the legacy characters in because that's what the people want to see. And if you want to know why there's not new ideas, that's not what people want to see. The Rangers were living off Pudge and Nolan for the longest oh time. God. The Mavericks, or hold on, the, the Stars were living off of Mike Madonna and Brett Hull. Yes. And the Cowboys have been living off of their three Super Bowls forever. <sighs> I mean, look. We love nostalgia. There might be... For a while, I thought it was the Lakers. Maybe the Knicks would challenge them. Okay, no, but I think there, you're right. <laughs> there might be no franchise more dependent and leaning on nostalgia than the Dallas Cowboys. Again, if the Knicks fans want to pipe up and they're like, well, hold on just a damn minute. I, I, would, li- I would listen to that. For a while, I thought the Lakers did it, but at least the Lakers have had like the more kind of generational bounces of championships, which the Cowboys had until like this last run. But, yeah, I think the Cowboys are more dependent on nostalgia than anything else. Like, that's why you see so many shots of, like, hey, it's Emmitt Smith, and you always get to see Troy Aikman. Hey, there's Roger Staubach. Because it makes you feel good inside about how things used to be, right, Mm -hmm. in the sports world. You should, you know, in the sports world about how things used to be. And you're like, oh, man, I remember when he led us to the Super Bowl. What, like that Bluebell commercial? Yes. Remember then they're like, they sing it because it makes you feel like it used to when you were a kid eating ice cream on that hot summer day. That's what they're treading on. They're like, I don't care if you like our new flavor. Just think about eating ice cream as a kid and come buy my product. Just vanilla ice cream. It's Homemade vanilla. Yeah. Um, by the way. Just think about how successful that was. Somebody died, and a whole bunch of people got sick because of stuff happening with Bluebell, and it took it away for a minute. As soon as it came back, people were like, don't care. Can't wait. Poison or not. I yeah. missed it. Somebody Set went, it up. Somebody, and then people were like, you know what? We're going to do the lick challenge. We're going to lick this thing. And then people were like, mm, perfectly okay time. with it. You it can lick it, time. and I'm, I'm going to show up, buy that container, and still eat it. Because okay, the freezer kills off the germs. Let's mark that. And also, this is a very savvy point. 
from oh there's a couple of savvy points here is are the dolphins from the 214 actually <laughs> holding on to nostalgia the most that's a great point they had dan marino and they're still talking about hey we're popping champagne bottles sure. and from yeah not for you but and then from the 21254 kevin you watch some dumbass shows fact here's a couple things that go along with that is sometimes i have trouble sleeping and i'll pop on whatever and so I'm not here to defend. I'll tell you the difference between, oh, that's a great show versus that is a show that I watched too long and I can't really explain why. You don't even have to defend it. You know what? Not every show you watch has to be a masterpiece. You yes, can't see masterpiece. That's a fair point. Sometimes Although you. Alice in Borderland is pretty awesome. I So I saw that last night as I was scrolling through Netflix and I was like, do I need to watch this? Because I've already finished this year's uh, Emily in Paris, and so I was Emily like, I need something new to watch. Thank you, Reggie. Yeah. So and I got I, I I can't. Adrian won't let me watch the Jack Ryan series without her. So I oh, I got I got to get through okay. that. So that means I you're gonna it. watch it and then pretend that you were watching it for the first time when y'all no, watch it together. Why are driving, you doing that? She's driving home. Oh, right now. then oh, you're definitely. He's not doing that at all. <laughs> How arrogant it is for you to be like she's driving home right now and definitely listening to us. <laughs> is she's definitely not. Alice in Borderland. And I felt like was Squid Game before Squid Game came out because okay. it came out like a year before Squid Game. And when they put that out, I don't get me wrong. I really like Squid Game, but I thought this has a remarkably similar game of death feel as Alice in Borderland. I wasn't a huge fan of Squid Game for that purpose. Like, oh, uh, interesting. Yeah. Then Alice in I Borderland. I am terrified of some rich person going, yeah, now I get to decide who dies. Alice in Borderland might not be for you. There is a lot of graphic <laughs> graphic death in that show. I just think it's phenomenal. All right, Kevin. Where are we I, at with Cowboys? I still have a number of uh, spots open. Okay. Somebody tweeted to me. This okay. is the Dallas Cowboys. If you haven't been listening all day, what Shame. are you doing with your life? Um, this is the Dallas Cowboys bingo card for tonight. We've been putting it together. Currently, we have a triple reverse, a special teams block, a lamb 100-plus yards receiving, Parsons two sacks, Maher 50-plus fart yard field goal, not fart field goal, uh, Bland <laughs> interception, Turpin kick return touchdown, defensive touchdown, and Malik Davis touchdown, non-DAC passing TD, Diggs Ooh. interception, DAC three-plus TDs, and a safety. Somebody suggested a C.D. Lamb chain tuck touchdown because I don't know if you know this or not, oh. every time C.D. Lamb tucks his chain, he makes a good play. Is it possible at all that the Titans have some semblance of an inferior red kettle out there that the Cowboys can incorporate? <laughs> I don't know. That I can't. I can't guarantee that. Like maybe it's a little smaller. I can't guarantee quite, okay. I can't I'm guarantee just, that. I'm one. just curious. And then also, <laughs> I feel like a, a tank sack. Tank sack should should make one its tank way. sack. Yes. All right. One tank uh, sack. Yeah. Or no, do I, we want to incorporate tackles for loss in here somehow? Ooh, yes. Okay. For whomst or a whole team? Did you want to? I just. I, I'm curious how people get their statistics. For mm. tackles, for you know what I'm saying. Like I yeah, think that's a, I, I think that's a great point. Does the home the home uh, scorekeeper get to decide? Like in baseball, when they're like, no, that wasn't a hit. Yeah, 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 yeah. From the nine zero three, screw that guy. Game changers is awesome. Here's the thing about that though. I'm I didn't say it wasn't good. I'm saying it's not popular. Should I put Cooper Rush TD on here? Ooh. Does that not fall under the guise of non-DAC? Non That's yep. a non-DAC passing throwing. TD. Yeah, that is a non-DAC mm -hmm. passing mm -hmm. TD, so that does fall in there. A crossbar or goalpost gets hit. Crossbar or, or goalpost hit. Yes. That's real Put niche. those in one of the corners. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's okay. Should we go for like a 30-plus yard reception or like 40? How big do we want? 50-plus yard reception, something like that? I and do you want to put that on somebody's plate? Do we do that with like a T.Y. Hilton plus 40-plus yards? I say let's go 40-yard reception without the name. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, like, and that could include running after catch and everything like no, that. No, it doesn't necessarily have to be a T. No, no, but no, it no. does. But it does have to be 40-plus exactly. yards. Chunk right. play. Ooh, yeah. See, fumble recovery was one that came up. I do not have that on the list. Or Zeke, 25-yard touchdown. There are a lot that, of suggestions. I would I would say somebody suggested Zeke, two-plus total touchdowns. I like I it. think that's a good one because I think he can, that's uh, yeah. something that can actually happen. How many Ooh. touchdowns are we expecting here? Because, I mean, I'm counting five. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, five. Oh, okay. It, Somewhere in between 64. there. Yeah. What about, including the special teams a little bit more, 60-yard punt? 
Huh. But we have a 50-yard Maher punt. Oh, no, yes, we have a 50-yard okay, yeah. punt. 60-yard punt. Dude, Anger's got that in the bag, baby. Absolutely. I'm going to so, go right here. We want to just make sure everyone yard get, Okay. punt. Do we need... I'm gonna or we could combine it, a 60-yard kick and a 60-yard no, punt. No, 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 no. 120 yards of kicking. Do we want to put... <laughs> like, or is this too jerky to be like Mike McCarthy... Clock management error. Is that like, is that's not. That's fine. I like that actually. Though. Mm. that subjective <laughs> though. Oh, that is subjective. That is, I have a ruthless standard for that is we need something to involve the coaches. Ooh. Clock mismanagement. Yeah, clock mismanagement. Does there need to be, be a thing where, ooh, throw the challenge flag. Okay. That, I think that should be either team. Yeah, either either team. The challenge flag appears from the nine seven two Turpin backflip. We need to put that on the card because there's a lot of. <laughs> no, I'm not putting the, We're not putting this on the card for the four six nine. Odell Beckham Jr. gets signed. Let's do it. No, <laughs> that line is dead. All right, Let's but Kevin. If he if he appears out of nowhere, like the lights just flicker in the middle of the third quarter, and then Odell runs out, okay. would that not be the most fascinating thing of yeah, all time? Yeah, it would mean that you're in the middle of a Kevin dream, where the rest of the world turns into professional wrestling. <laughs> I think about that all the time. What about uh, what's the over under? And we might have to to break away to get these last four here. What's the over under? on fourth down conversion calls. Like, they go for it on Ooh. fourth down. Well, let's go, Kevin, let's set the over-under for that. they're successful or that, that they, they go for that it? That they go for it on fourth down. One and a half. We'll set it at one and a half, okay. and we'll discuss in the C block next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.